is Alan Schimmel of DevOps.com and Security Boulevard, and we're here talking to Zane Lackey of Signal Sciences. Hi, Zane. Welcome. Hey, Alan. Thanks for having me on. Really, really looking forward to the conversation. Cool. So, Zane, not everyone listening or reading this may be familiar with who you are. Why don't you give us a little background? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I would certainly say, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely don't feel bad if you don't know who I am. I am certainly not that famous. Um, my my background is as a um, as a, a few different sides of the security industry. So I actually started out as a security consultant and pen tester uh, with ISEC Partners, which later became NCC Group. Um, and after the acquisition by NCC, I, I got made an offer I couldn't refuse to go over to Etsy. Um, and become their first CISO and really build and run the security program there. Uh, and that was particularly interesting at the time because it was really, at, at the time, it was Etsy on the East Coast and Netflix on the West Coast that were pioneering what we're now calling DevOps and this kind of shift to cloud and shift to agile and everything here. Um, so then flash forward a few years from that, and uh, myself and my two co-founders uh, spun out of Etsy um, to really take our lessons learned from that and turn that into signal sciences. And so uh, we've been going for about uh, three and a half years now, been growing like, like crazy, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Absolutely. It certainly has been. But you know what? That's that's why I think, you know, why do we do what we do, Zane? It's We wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun, right? When it becomes work. It's funny. I was listening to a uh, a commercial for a business broker uh, down here. And he was like, you know, if you forgot why you started your business or, you know, what made it fun, it may be time to sell. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it's somewhat true there. Absolutely. So anyway, though, Zane, I wanted to talk today a little bit about, um, you know, some of the lessons you've learned at Etsy and other places and bringing this all together into sort of practical tips for defending web apps in the age of DevOps. And, um, you know, who, who better than you maybe, right, to, to share with us some of your lessons learned that, you you know, you got the scars of the T-shirts for um, <laughs> for our audience out here. Who's And keep in mind, Zane, our audience, right, is both – security people who are, you know, having to live this every day, as well as DevOps developers and ops folks who are realizing that more and more, you know, security responsibility lies with them as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and yeah, then, I think. Um, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I've, I've certainly lived in, in all of those shoes. I think the. Uh, the perfect example of that was I let my last pen test that I was on with ISEC and NCC uh, was with a U.S. healthcare company that deployed once every 18 months. And I left there on a Friday and I started at Etsy as their, their head of security on a Monday. And that Monday morning, they sit me down and say, we deployed a production 20 times a day, uh, figure out security in this new world. And so, yeah, it was a, a very jarring jump that I've, I certainly have, as you said, plenty of painful scars and T-shirts from uh, along the way. So I'm more than happy to share lessons learned around that. Yep. So go ahead. You know, now we've broached it. Zane, can you, you know, let's, let's click off a few things. What would you say is maybe the, the most important lesson learned, the biggest thing people need to understand? 
Yeah, I think the biggest kind of existential shift that security is going through right now is that security has always historically functioned as this kind of gatekeeper, if we want to be optimistic about it, uh, or uh, blocker, really, if we want to be more pessimistic about it. Um, and I think that's the, the biggest change that's happening is security is really shifting to thinking about how does it enable the business by default, that its role shifts from being this blocker or gatekeeper to actually thinking about how do I enable the rest of the business to move faster, whether that's the development team, whether that's the DevOps teams, um, whatever, whatever side of the business they're interfacing with, the real shift becomes you know, how do we enable them to move faster? Now, I, even if you paid me, I don't think I could make a more cliche sounding statement, um, but that doesn't actually make it untrue, right? Which is that we really need to fundamentally shift our approaches there. And how that starts to change is it, it, it changes kind of both sides of security. It changes the, the cultural perspective and how we interact with other teams. And it also really changes the technical aspect, right? And how we think about our, our tooling and our techniques and how we think about building and deploying secure infrastructure and secure applications. Exactly. So, you know, Zane, we, we hear a lot about the term shifting left. And, and yeah. people tend to think of, well, that's a security guy's problem. But to me, right. shifting <laughs> left means shifting the whole bubble of security, if you will, the whole thing of security left meaning earlier in the decision process, earlier into the people who are on that left side, if you will, developers, yeah. architects, all of them. The, the issue that, so people get that, Zane, but the issue then becomes, how, you know, how do you start that? How do you, what do you do? I mean, do you just say, hey, dude, I want you to do more security or what do you do? <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a, there's a couple things here. And I actually like to take the shift left mentality, which, which I agree with, and actually make it something even bigger, which is that a lot of times when I hear shift left described, it's, it's as you said, you know, kind of trying to get security involved earlier and earlier, which I think is spot on. I think the missing piece, and this is really what uh, shift left means to me, is security needs to be con directly consumable by the development teams and the DevOps teams. It can't be... This is something that we've really seen over the last 20 years of security is that the tools and techniques and approaches have really been by security people for security people. And the challenge that as you're going through the shift to cloud or the shift to DevOps uh, is that everything's increasing in velocity. And regardless of whether it's a particular tool or a technique that you're using or an overall approach, if it can only be consumed by the security team, you're never going to keep up. Right, you just fall over in this scale to DevOps and cloud, and so I think the, the what shift left really becomes meaningful meaningful to me for is uh, it's about empowering those development teams and those DevOps teams with the resources they need to be able to be security self sufficient for their services, and so that might be getting involved earlier in the cycle. It might actually be in as things are running in production, right? How do we give them feedback and visibility that isn't just consumable by a security expert? And so I think that was the first real big lesson learned for me at Etsy is that the kind of just trying to adapt the way that we've done security for the last 20 years and trying to shoehorn it into fitting in DevOps or cloud Often that really just doesn't make the jump. It's the first thing that people try, of course, and, and some of that does. But for the most part, it, you start to think about, okay, we've, 
organizationally got this greenfield opportunity for the first time really in a generation as we're going to DevOps and cloud, how do we think about security approaches that actually empower those teams directly? And let's really let's really focus on that, whether we're calling it shift left, whether we're calling it you know, security self-sufficiency, whatever. I think this overall movement that I'm so excited about is that for the first time, we can really empower those teams to be security self-sufficient directly. Yep. So Zane, you, you actually just described exactly why I got into DevOps. You know, I um, awesome. <laughs> that was exactly it. I, I read a manuscript of Phoenix Project that uh, Gene had shown me, and I thought this yeah. was the greatest, last, best chance for security to to try to get things right. And completely uh, agree. I, I I think we're at that shift. You know, we're, we're kind of at this inflection point, like. Um, you know, IT sort of like IT procurement groups were about seven, eight years ago at the start of the rise of cloud, which, which is that when you were a, a tech lead or an architect or a DevOps lead or something like that, or, you know, back then it would be a sysops lead, um, and you needed to spin up a new service or some new infrastructure or a new application, and you went to that procurement group and they said, oh, it'll take us 12 months to get you some new servers to put in the data center. Um, why we saw the explosion of cloud is people could just say, well, that that's great, but I'm going to just put down a credit card and get a dozen servers in five minutes um, in, in the cloud. And security is kind of at that same inflection point where if we can't really help enable the shift to DevOps or cloud, we just get routed around. And so that really fundamentally changes the way we think about our security programs. And it doesn't mean we stop doing what we've been doing. It means that we have this real opportunity to adapt and to change right now. Yeah, agreed. Let me bring up another thing, though, Zane, and I, I've unfortunately seen it firsthand because like you, you know, we come from the security world. My grandmother always told me it takes two to tango. And right. as much as we talk about evangelizing and changing developers and DevOps folks and, you know, non-security people and, you know, building security in and all of that stuff, I think there is fundamentally within the security industry a a cultural change that needs to take place too you referenced it when you said we have to stop being blockers and become enablers or, or something like that right um you know yeah i the people who say no yeah i completely agree there i i, I think there's always been this trope from the security side that, oh, developers don't care about security or DevOps folks don't care about security. And I got to say, over, over the course of my career, I just, I have not found that to be true. I think that, that people really see security correctly, which is as a piece of good engineering. And when you talk to a, uh, a DevOps person or a development engineer or anything like that, they, they want to take pride in their work and, and do good engineering work here. And so I think the real challenge from the security perspective is in, in a lot of ways, a lot of the you know, security tools or vendors or anything like that have really failed us in that regard of they've caused us more problems than they've actually solved. And so you see developers or, or DevOps folks get you know, kind of wince when they, when they hear a new security tool coming in or something because they've had negative experiences in the past. But I really fundamentally believe that um, that folks want to really want to embrace security and really think about that. And this is where I think it's on us as security professionals to really think about how can we be thinking about new tooling or new techniques that actually help those teams become more secure. And that, it, that 
you know, the, the vendors that have caused us more pain than they've solved there. Those are not the answers. I, I agree. I, I, I agree with you 100 um, percent. But enough about us, Zane. Give us some <laughs> other give us some other practical tips, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the other side of things here too, and to kind of drill down on you know what enablement actually means and everything like that. I'd say th it certainly means things on the the cultural side here. Um, I'll, I'll stick to the the technical side at first, which is one of my biggest lessons learned on that is um, security tools. Like like I was saying before a little bit, security tools that can only be used by security experts. Like those just they don't survive the jump to DevOps and cloud. But really taking it one step further is that. Even if it could be used by, uh, you know, someone, a developer or a DevOps engineer, if someone, if if you're showing up with new security tools where it's the responsibility of those teams to now go check another dashboard once a week or something like that, no one has time for that. And so, I, what I when I think about enablement of enabling those teams with security resources directly, it's about plugging into what they're already doing and really thinking about security as a piece of the DevOps tool chain that folks are really already thinking about, right? So it might be integrating with Slack to get a message when there's something security relevant there. It might be integrating with PagerDuty to make sure that someone gets a very actionable alert when, when you need them to get it. Um, it might be integrating with Jira for tickets or Datadog for you know, certain monitoring or anything like that. Um, it's really about thinking about security, not as this isolated bucket, but really as something that plugs into the broader DevOps tool chain. And that's really from the technical perspective, how we, how we enable those teams. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you firsthand, one of the biggest lessons we learned there was we started building a lot of visibility and everything in-house because there was nothing on the, the market that actually helped us out there. Um, and at first, we just kind of put those dashboards and everything up around in the security area. What we really, uh, of our HQ, what we really learned was the more that we brought those dashboards to the general engineering teams and DevOps teams, the more they could actually the more they, first of all, became interested, and second of all, the more they could really start to self-serve and use that data to say, oh, it looks like someone's actually abusing my service in this way. I can make a change to defend it myself. And so that's really how we survive the scale to DevOps and cloud, because for all of us that are on security teams, right, we always have a million open headcount uh, because we can't possibly hire fast enough. And yet at the same time, the development teams and DevOps teams are moving quicker. And so the only way we keep up with this scale and this velocity is really bringing them tooling that plugs into the rest of what they're already doing. Um, and that really actually, I mean, we got so fed up with the vendors in that space that that actually became what uh, what we spun out with Signal Scientists was building a product around exactly that because we we had to build so much stuff in-house during this shift. Sure, sure. Excellent. Um, so Zane, we, you know, we spoke a little bit about signal sciences, but you know, for those those of our community members from the DevOps side of things, they may not be as familiar. Can you give us a little bit more? Yeah, certainly. Um, and I'll kind of keep it from the practitioner perspective because I don't think uh, I don't think anyone, myself included, loves to hear a vendor pitch or anything like that. Um, so for us, the the challenges were really that. You know, when we were going through the shift to DevOps and cloud, we needed a modern, effective way to defend our our web applications, our APIs, our microservices. 
right? Everything at the web layer that we were exposing. Um, and the only thing that we'd ever historically seen in the past year were things like legacy WAFs, which really caused us more pain than, than they actually solved. And so we really experimented with a ton of things internally. Um, and when we found a, a few things that were successful, the more that we talked to our peers, the more that we saw folks going through the same shift. And so eventually we, we spun that out as signal sciences, which now today we make a, a SaaS product that you can drop into defend your web applications, your APIs, your microservices. And I think the really crazy thing that it, it's kind of funny, no one, no one believes me uh, when, when I say this uh, until they actually get to try it. I mean, the crazy thing that we actually see with our customers is you can drop us in to get that protection, that defense with genuinely no learning, no tuning, no having to go adjust false positives or rules or anything there. I think that's been one of the most shocking things for our customers is that over 95% of them are in full blocking mode for defending their applications for their production traffic at scale. Um, and there's no kind of star on the end of that of, you know, only for one or two rules or one or two services. I, I, I mean what I'm saying there of at scale for their production traffic, full blocking mode for defense of those applications. And I think the other side that they really get excited about is, you know, a modern architecture that's not getting in the way of their, their DevOps or development choices. And that really plugs into their DevOps toolchain and provides them with that visibility and that enablement that I've been talking about. Got it. Um, so, you know, saying the flip side of all this is that DevSecOps, if we can call it that, or, you know, DevOps and security, let's leave it at that, rugged DevOps, sure. <laughs> right? Whatever you want to call it, as long as we're not late for dinner, there's one of the most, it's one of the most uh, sought after, uh, you know, hot areas within this greater DevOps jungle, which is pretty hot itself. Do you think it's just a fad that we're going through? Do you think it's a realization that G security really is important? Where do you think that goes in the future? Yeah, I, I certainly don't think it's a fad. I think that what uh, what I've really seen, you know, that I'm really fortunate that every day I get to talk to a different CIO or CTO or CISO that's going through this shift. And I think what we've all seen over the last couple of years is that people have really recognized this is a strategic shift for their business, that they're going to cloud, whatever that means, whether it's public cloud or private cloud or one cloud provider or multiple cloud providers, you know, whatever the, the actual details mean for your business, but people are going to cloud. At the same time, they're embracing DevOps. And really why, I'd say the fundamental reason why I don't view it as a fad um, as far as this overall shift is that once you're able to move quicker, there's no business on the planet that says, oh, actually what we wanna do is move slower. We want to ship features slower than our competition. We want to be able to spin up new applications or infrastructure slower than we were doing, right? Once you start to move faster, the business really recognizes the value of that. Now, I certainly won't say there won't be some shiny new marketing term for this space or something in a few years. This is clearly why I'm not in marketing. But I think the underlying shift of what we're all kind of calling DevOps and cloud right now is very much here to stay. And in, in a lot of cases, will actually only increase in velocity. Excellent. I, I agree. I, I do agree. Zane, we are, um, well, we're probably way over the time we were supposed to do. <laughs> it was too much fun. I didn't want to stop. Exactly. What do you, what do you got coming up? Anything new on the horizon, exciting you want to share that you can share? Yeah, I think, um, 
I'm I'm just excited about the space and that more folks are really, you know, as we're seeing the shift to DevOps and cloud, I think that it really gives us this chance to bring in some fundamentally new approaches to security that can really help enable um, the development teams and DevOps teams. And, you know, on a personal note, that's something I'm just really excited about. I think that security as this kind of outsourced blocker, um, I don't think it really did us as much good as we, as we had hoped uh, at the start of that years ago. And I think that it gives us this really exciting uh, chance to really be better at security and and make team security self-sufficient, which is really how we scale. So I'm I'm excited on that perspective, you know, signal sciences perspective and everything there. Um, it's it's absolutely been a wild ride so far and it's only been three and a half years. I mean the the sort of um, massive name brand customers that we're that we work with that we're really excited to to help protect has been extremely exciting. Um, and I think the other thing that's been exciting on that side is just the the fact that we've been able to really work with them across the spectrum of threats that that they actually face at the web layer, right? Not just some something pigeonholed for particular OWASP injection issues or something like that, but the real threats that we all face as defenders, right? It's the misuse of our applications and our APIs. It's the account takeovers. It's the application DDoS and bots, as well as the OWASP injection issues and things like that. So from a, a company perspective, that one has been really exciting that we've been able to help people get coverage across that full spectrum of threats that they actually face. But overall, I think whether you're on the development side or the DevOps side or the security side, I think... What's so exciting to me is that all of those are really merging together um, into the ability to move quicker and the ability to become security self-sufficient. Yep, I agree with you. Um, Zane, we're going to call it a wrap. You know what, Zane? We'd love to have you on more, though. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll schedule maybe another time to have you on for a further chat. And, of course, as oh, fantastic. with RSA and, and everything else, it'll be great. No, this was absolutely this was absolutely fantastic. I really enjoyed the conversation, and yeah, I didn't I didn't notice that we went over either because I was having so much fun. So yeah, thank you for having me on. We tried, but you know it's it's all good, Zane. Hey, Zane Lackey, Signal Sciences. Thanks for being our guest on on this chat. And this is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com and Security Boulevard. Hope to see you soon on another chat. Bye bye, everyone. Thank you.